in the copy please go buy a copy and so i don't think i'm too late to talk about this because she's actually still promoting this book. so the first thing is association i talk about this all the time because i have experienced it it is very important that you know the people that you surround yourself with you where you want to go to where you are coming from it's all based on the people that you surround yourself with it's all based on the people you associate with your religious identity the fact that if you're a christian if you're a muslim whatever you are is because your parents they are, they gave birth to you they were christian they were muslim they gave their religion to you if you changed along the way you got it from a friend she talked about associations a lot and then she talks about her friend karen who helped her we even motivated and encouraged her to go for miss ghana that gave her the first opportunity and platform and to association is really important who are you associating with who is in your immediate circle who is your friend what are they telling you what are they feeding you how are they encouraging or not encouraging you? it is very very important also secondly that we need to do intentional parenting what are we telling our children she said that the things that her mom used to tell her hurt her what are you telling your children how are you speaking to your children you think they're your children and so you tell them shut up get away do this you're, um, you're a mistake um I, I regret having you when you say this to your children they internalize it they live with it they have no option because you're taking care of them so they will live at home with you they will smile with you because you have to feed them they have nowhere to go they can't live by themselves but then what you're telling them is they are growing up and internalizing it and so she speaks so fondly of her mom all the time so she wrote this book we didn't even know that her mom had said those things to her those things have hurt her. So be very mindful of the things that you are telling your children. The power of intentional parents, the power of what we tell our children. The third thing I also got from this book is the culture of silence. In most places, especially where we come from or where Yvonne lives in Ghana, there is a culture of silence where we tend to cover up things. When something happens to women, oh, don't talk about it. When someone is rude, oh, don't talk about it. Let's keep it to ourselves. Don't let us talk about it. A man sleeps with her and she decides to talk about it. Oh, you shouldn't have talked about it. Why do you have to talk about it? Her mom does something to her. She wants to talk about it. Oh, don't talk about it. Why are you talking about it? There's always a culture of hush, hush, keep quiet. I feel that culture of silence is a reason why we can't break the status quo. And that is why evil still happens. Because everyone wants us to keep quiet about something. Someone does something. Oh, don't say it. Oh, don't talk about it. If And there's this quote, I think I'll put it here or at the beginning. If you want people to speak fondly about their experiences too, then be kind. Then be nice. People own their stories and they have to talk about it. Our culture have developed a culture of silence which is hurting so many people i have gone through so many experiences in my life and sometimes i'm like i'm going to make a video out of it and people around me oh don't talk about this oh you don't humiliate him oh that is not good oh he's not the this of this place oh he's not the that of that place if you don't want people in the wrong route to say things about you don't do it treat people fairly treat people kindly 
the fact that you have power or you have an authority, don't look down on people so that later they can look down and talk about, or they can look back. That's a better way. They can look back and sort of talk about you fondly and about all the good things that you did. So that's the fourth thing. We do have a culture of silence. And it's high time we break that so that people can be bold to speak about the inequalities and the iniquities that are happening to them. Speak up, you own your story. Speak it, tell it, say it. The fourth thing, save sex. We need to start having safe sex. It is ridiculous. The number of people that I speak with that just have sex, oh, he's my boyfriend. Oh, I just met them without protection. Without protection. You meet someone for the first time and you don't protect yourself. You sleep with them. No condom, nothing. We need to talk about safe sex. We need to be having safe sex. If you decide to have sex, I'm not the one going to tell you not, don't have the sex. You are having it. You're already having it. Protect yourself. This abortion, this sarcodia thing probably wouldn't have happened if there was safe sex involved because it wasn't planned. He didn't plan to have that pregnancy. And so if she had protected herself, if he had protected himself, this couldn't have happened. wouldn't have been speaking about it. A lot of young women and men out there need to practice safe sex, not just for pregnancies, but for all the STIs, STDs that are out there, the chlamydia, the syphilis, the gonorrhea, the HIV, AIDS that are out there. Safe sex. Even if you are dating someone, so far as you are normal, not with men and women are giving each other diseases. How much more people that you've not even defined a relationship that is not your boyfriend are? Uh, uh, please. Practice safe sex. Practice safe sex. Practice, I hear things. And I'm not going to stand here and talk about people's stories that they've shared with me because that will be out of them. But when you hear some of these things and they're like, anymore, how I wish, how I wish, I thought, oh, it's much sweeter without the condom. And so now you're left with a disease. Now you're left with a pregnancy that you're thinking, should I take it out? Should I not take it out? Taking medication for the rest of your life, trying to heal from diseases that you are taking medication and you still can't heal. Let's practice. And finally, do not compare yourself or your life with anyone's and do not anyone's life. And do not judge people. We see the glamour, we see what people show us. And now she's gone deep and she's talked about her life. The things that she's gone through. And probably if anyone out there, you and I had gone through and walked in these shoes, probably maybe some of us would not be alive to tell the story. And so we should be quick to glamorize and want to live someone's life. And want to say, oh my God, that wants her life. I've said this before. A lot of people have told me, I wish I was you, you have this, you have that. And I said, probably if you have walked in my shoes, you wouldn't be here to tell it. And so it's very important that before we compare our lives with people's lives and feel bad about ourselves, before we start looking down on ourselves, before we start wanting someone's life, imitating someone, maybe, we, maybe let's have a chat with them. And maybe when they tell you what 
they are going through what it means to you, you'll be like, Father, thank God for my life. So these are the five things I learned when I read this book. It's a, it's a mastery. If you're looking for something to read, I got this from Amazon Canada. You can get your copy wherever you are. I think it's on Amazon, so you can order for it anywhere. Get a copy and read it. And until next time, you are enough. You are worthy. You are valuable. Nothing, absolutely nothing lasts forever. And everything will make sense in the end. Take care. Bye-bye.